Good morning to you on a very, very brisk morning. Um, I suppose, I doubt we'll get up to above zero today. Um, but it doesn't cheer me up to know exactly how cold it is, so I don't bother finding out. Um, I'm excited to, to go on with, with the discussion we're having about the archetype of the fair maiden um, and, and this idea that became really clear to me over a period of time that, that women seem to be so attentive to worth. They, they seem, in, in my experience, okay, anecdotal, I, I don't have studies to back this up, um, but I am convinced that, that they track worth and, and they're very much more aware of the things that speak to their worth than men. Um, they're, 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 they will accept things rather than, than fight things. Um, men tend to, if, if you question their worth, they get their hackles up, they tell you you're wrong, they tell you you're stupid, and you might have a fight on your hand. Um, not all, but I would, I would certainly say that's, that's much more common a reaction. And uh, women will maybe react in, in those ways, but, but they will take it in and, and then they will mull it over and, and they will wonder if they, if they really are. And uh, so that's what I was observing. I was observing it in, in the inmates at the Bagley jail. I was observing it in my wife. My son was observing it with high-performing women. Um, puzzled. We were both puzzled about this. But the place where it puzzled me the most, and I didn't know it most, and I didn't know it was connected to worth, but I, it was one of the biggest puzzles about, about these women I would meet in the jail, is that they would so often return to very, very bad situations. And I could not, I could not comprehend how that, how that happened. So you would talk to them and you would say, look at you can't go back to this guy. This is not a healthy situation. He almost killed you. You can't trust him. And I mean, we're, we're not talking about advising people not to work things out. Um, I, I, I always want to be a voice to say, look at you've got kids, you can work this out. Um, but at the extreme limit of that is, but you can't work it out if you aren't alive to work it out. So um, it, it's, it's not about you, it's about the kids. And yet if, if you are hurt, it is about you. You have to draw that line, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about um, 
bad advice from shallow friends saying, well, you deserve someone better, woman. I'm talking about the advice that says he would have killed you or he easily could have. You need to. And, and they, they would return to him. Okay, so that was the that was the big puzzle. And in response to that puzzle, I I developed a theory of worth. Um, I don't know whether the correct word is archetypal, um, but it's something like that. Sort of sort of like the standard. Everything's going right. The the ideal of worth, as I observe it accepting as I do that that women are different than men that they're optimized for different things um, the the pattern of worth that I see is that first of all worth comes from men and no no that's not how I'd say it. the worth that women value comes from men and it, it, it's it's frustrating to women, even women who really would like to deny that I that I uh, I mean deny that that's they'd like to deny what I my claim. They they'd like to say no 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 that's not the case, and yet they know it is, and. Uh, they're frustrated by the fact that it is. It should be that, that women can affirm other women, and yet yet constantly they see women opting for the affirmation or the value given to them by men. I I think it's phenomenological. I, I can't I can't point to studies, I can only point to observation. But I have I have seen it. So I, I'm proceeding from the fact that, that men constitute a, a, a significant portion of women's worth. And in a, in a healthy um, childhood, that worth is um, that worth first comes from a father. Okay, and if a girl has I call it daughter worth. If a girl has healthy daughter worth, she has a number of men in her life from the time she's little who are sexually uninterested in her, who are delighted by her. And, uh, wow, I mean, I got, I got four, five, six, I got to count them. I got six grandsons and one granddaughter, and you know what? I like all of my grandsons. I I have watched them grow. I, I love to spend time with them, but they can't melt my heart the way my granddaughter does. Okay, so I think there's I think that's tied into something. I, I think men are are made to do that. There's it it may be part of that hero. Um, it may be hard to be a hero for a very competent, strong woman, all right? You're like, you know, honey, I don't know whether I'm the best guy to fight the dragon or you. Okay, but when you have that daughter, 
I think it calls to that hero in the in, in the protective side of you. And you're like, I this one I can protect. Okay. This one there she is so small and tiny and vulnerable, I can protect her. Which is why it, it is kind of a, a almost a cliche. Um, and sometimes looking in those cliches for for something archetypal is is wise. That that the the dad forgets that that he's not there to protect her from the hero. Um, he may be there to protect her from the villain, but but the idea that the dad is—I mean, it's it's a joke in country music songs or whatnot. You know, there's I'm thinking of one. I'm sitting here cleaning my gun, so the guy is is cleaning his gun when the boy comes to pick up his daughter. Why? Because he has valued her, she is precious to him, but he also is called to be the hero in a very pronounced way, and so he likes that. That's daughter worth. And then as the, the daughter grows up with this, this super strong daughter worth, and it's not like a, father's, uh, a father pushes his son but he very often protects his daughter, and then then that may be correct. Um, but but that daughter worth anchors the worth of this young lady, and it sets the bar really high for the hero. So that so that healthy daughter starts meeting the heroes as they come. And she's like, yeah, he might be cute, but can he protect me as well as my father has? And does does he delight in me? Or does he just want me? Okay? And so that healthy father-daughter relationship equips her to see through a bunch of the lies <laughs> that are being told by the by the the fool that comes the, the fool that may not be up to the job of hero or the or, or the, the villain um, okay but eventually she chooses her hero and added to that delight in her is a very strong sexual hunger for her and, and she is she is amazed that this mighty hero on the same time can be wrapped around her finger um, and it, it is it is what she wants she, she realized that this is not a safe man but this is a man who she can trust will always be safe for her but not for her enemies. Okay, so she's not looking for an animal in a cage if she's if she's had a healthy relationship with her father. She's looking for a, a man who will be all that a warrior should be, but will be motivated by his desire to protect her and to bring his treasure home to her. And she has lover worth. So first daughter worth, and then she has this lover worth. 
and that that lover worth blossoms and takes its course and and one of the reasons that that I think is so tragic that people people jump right into bed with each other is that they miss out um, that act of, of jumping into bed that act of consummation is supposed to be like the the high point of a whole I think romantic drama that has gone on that convinces her of of both of him having a worth for her that is superior to daughter worth okay so in, in, in the very traditional marriage you know she hasn't been with this guy and yet he still is promising everything to her just on on his confidence that she is what he wants wow that that anchors her worth unbelievably and then to see how he is so so into her and, and I think it's one of the reasons why um, the intimate relation between a man and woman isn't always gentle it, it is sometimes kind of fierce and and that fierceness between the, the hero and the lover is something that she kind of likes um, she likes it from the standpoint that that she sort of has the, uh, the, 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 the potential to make him like lose his mind not his control but but just want to devour her and uh, this this lion to the world is both the lion and the pussycat and and that is that is just such a such a unique relationship but it is such an empowering thing okay she doesn't have to turn and this is this is one of the the whole concept of beauty is something that oh, beauty and the fair maiden may be a, a topic but she doesn't have to be that for every man she has to be that for her man and, and I think one of the things that has so undermined relationships is that women have been called upon to be that for all men and there's there's that's the that's the magazines in the in the grocery store aisle and and all of this is that she she is looking and comparing herself to to all of the other fair maidens when what she should be doing is comparing herself I mean is she is she the thing that her her hero desires and that's enough and and I'll tell you there have been a lot of heroes who have been really frustrated <laughs> by fair maiden who doesn't think she measures up because she's comparing herself to someone and, and he's like but honey I, I, I don't like her I'm not attracted to her and and yet she is she is like well this person is this way and this person is looks that way and, 
he's I don't think I'm the only guy who's had who's had the frustration that, that she's trying to be beautiful for for some arbitrary standard and, and he feels like I mean isn't it enough to you that you are beautiful for me honestly really beautiful for me and uh, so there's there's a lot of attacks to this but when it's healthy then her her worth her lover worth is solidly anchored and then the outgrowth of the consummation of her of her lover worth is very understandably the uh, the fact of mother worth I have to take a little pause and uh, so I look forward to getting back to this conversation very soon and tell you about the the nature of the mother worth that we are talking about I am very sorry. Aha. So I'm going to pause this and catch up with you later. Well, let's continue on. I have switched cars and on a new task. One that is uh, taking me in a different direction. And that is... An in a different car. I'm trying to figure out how that works. But what I do know is that we're on the topic of the third type of worth. Third, I would maybe call it like season of worth. Um, it is the, the daughter who grows up with worth. Um, finds the hero who is going to show her worth and uh, she she is drawn to that happy about that and uh, she has that lover worth and uh, then the, the natural result of that lover worth at least in the archetypal archetypal um, story is a child and I that child comes and that child gives her a new kind of worth it gives her a lot of responsibility it gives her a lot of nights without sleep it gives her a lot of things that are um, not in and of themselves pleasant but they are nested in something that is very very meaningful and that is raising the child. And so um, th there is kind of a dynamic that, that happens. And that is that, that the, uh, the worth she gets as a daughter is very little anchored in what she does. Um, it, it, it's a worth of who she is. And uh, the people around her love her with, with sort of a, a conditional love. And then she enters into the lover worth which is uh, a kind of a reciprocal it's it's much more reciprocal right the, the hero loves her and is delighted in her but also wants something from her and so there is this reciprocal 
worth, and, and this is important, I, I, I'll describe it later, but I think that, uh, that balance of, of unconditional worth and what I call achievement worth is important. Relationships have to be balanced. Apart from two, one is the, your relationship as the youngest of children. Um, pretty much you bask in unconditional love. Somebody loves you and there's really not a lot you can provide for them. And you grow into reciprocal, balanced um, worth relationships. And then the mother particularly, the father somewhat, but, but nowhere near as, as deeply anchored as it is for the woman. The, the woman gives unconditionally in that relationship. So there's kind of a, a role reversal. But in those three phases of worth, she goes through daughter worth, then lover worth, and then that lover worth becomes, becomes mother worth. And that mother worth is very strong. It's, it's very potent. It's one of the most meaningful things she will do. And uh, you have to remember that. Okay, so... But you also have to remember that the, the mother worth is sort of the final phase. Now, that doesn't mean that she has kids and she's nothing. But it means that, that the... It, the final phase of a solidly anchored worth in a woman's life is is the act of mothering. And then as she then becomes mature and moves past mothering, um, that's when her her worth it better be anchored because none of the none of the activities of the rest of her life are going to give her that solidly anchored worth, like the delight of sexually uninterested men the love of the father um, that she grows up with and then that heady exciting romantic love relationship between her and the hero it's pretty solid gives her a lot of worth if, if it's healthy and then the worth of being a mother the, the, the rest of her life her worth is going to be a patchwork of um, of worths that are less solidly anchored. They're, they're, they're going to be less meaningful, or they, they may, I mean, she may do a great job of finding meaningful things to do, but none of them are gonna be as solidly anchored in the biology of relationships. And, and so they will be, there will be a less anchored worth so she can have a lot of worth as a grandparent. She can have a, a, a lot of worth as uh, in all kinds of endeavors, but it's not going to be the same. Okay, so that's a that's a healthy young lady progressing from daughter worth to lover worth to mother worth. Well, what happens in a faulty relationship? Because remember, all of this is moving to this question that plagued me, is why do women go back to such hateful men? Um, right? There, there's a lot of... As a matter of fact, there's, I think there's sort of an inverse relationship. 
women will quite easily divorce a pretty decent guy who they could work things out with. And, and, and then they will go back to someone who is absolutely hateful. Um, and and there's, there's a sense that maybe, maybe they miss being dominated, like that is some part of their life. And so there are, there are definitely um, theories out about that. But I, I want to anchor it a different place where she goes back to this guy. Um, so this isn't going to the guy who's the bad guy, the iconoclast who helps her break out of her, out of her too comfortable life. That, that de phenomenon de definitely exists. But I'm talking about a, a woman going back to a man from whom she ought to run away. And, and the interesting thing, the thing that makes it so confusing to me is that, okay, I know what it's like to be caught in sort of my animal side and my rational side. Okay, so I see that my, my daughter has baked, or, or my wife has baked a cheesecake. Both of them do a great job. Okay, and my animal side says, wow, you better, you better eat that because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm hungry, it looks good, and uh, eat while the eating's good because there's, there's no point in planning for the future. And that's what animals do. Eat when there's something to eat, they mate when there's someone to mate with. That is, th those animal drives in them are, are powerful. Okay, well... That's how I approach the cheesecake sitting on the table. But then my rational mind says, whoa, Jeremy, there's not a lot of danger of there being a, a famine starting tomorrow. And the fact is you've had plenty of food and the fact is you're carrying a lot of weight. And so probably what you ought to do is either say no thank you to all of it or maybe have a small slice and, and then control yourself. Okay, so the, the rational fights against the animal. And too often the animal side loses, but the same hand, and, and a lot of times the, the rational side loses. But the point is the arrows, the vectors are in opposite directions. They're in competition. But what will happen with a woman who has been abused by a guy, and I'm talking about real abuse, not, not made up, um, I felt a, a little afraid when he said that. Or you know, Those may be real types of abuse, but they're not killer types of abuse. I'm talking about women who have been through maiming or, or fatal levels of abuse. And if someone made it through, and you tell them, you know, you can't go back to this guy. Don't go back. And you give them all the rational reasons. And... The thing that puzzles me is, okay, all of the rational reasons, all of the arrows are pointing, run away. And all of the animalistic reasons are pointing, run away. I mean, this is like a, a snake, right? And your body, uh, they've shown it, it doesn't take much to teach people to be afraid of snakes. You can condition people to be afraid of of other things. 
but it's not hard to condition people to be afraid of snakes. That's pretty deep in our circuitry. So it's, it's like you're conditioned to want to run away from the snake and your rational is saying, hey, that's a snake and I know more about that snake than I did. So I know that that's not a garter snake who still startles you, but that is a black mamba which will kill you. Okay, so your rational and your animal are both saying run away. Well, that is the total opposite of, of the, the cheesecake right so I can understand why people struggle why people why I struggle with wanting to finish off the whole cheesecake but I don't understand how somebody would say wow I, I, I really commonly okay yeah there's a few outliers who say wow I'm really attracted to snakes or I want to overcome this fear or they have some reason but why would it be so common that women are, are being told, hey, stay away from him, and their body is saying, I'll run away from him, and they stay. So, looking at the pattern of daughter love, I mean, daughter worth, lover worth, and mother worth, I finally got an inkling of what I believe is going on. I am not sure that I, I could, I, I mean, I can't prove this in, in any kind of scientific way. Um, so I, I offer it to you as, a, as an untested hypothesis, um, probably worth considering. But let's examine what happens when that worth gets, gets broken. So let's follow the chain up when when a, a girl's worth is being assaulted at every level. Actually, I'm, I'm going to, half an hour, I don't know how long podcasts are convenient for you. Um, but I guess that's where we're going to pick this up in our next segment. Okay, we're going to, we're going to talk about what happens when, when that, the three seasons of worth are somehow um, tampered with and hopefully hopefully you're drawn into the question that you, that you want to hear my answer if not I mean, don't listen but that's where we're gonna go I'm, I'm working my way through this kind of slowly but I think it's I think it's valuable so I look forward to uh, joining you again before too long you have a good day and a great journey wherever you're going.